0: Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. On this weekend before Thanksgiving,
1: a very special Get Ready for the Future show focusing on gratefulness. We're sharing what we're grateful for, both personally and professionally, and how gratefulness can make an impact on your financial future. The Get Ready for the Future show starts right now
0: this is the get ready for the future show
1: welcome aboard and happy thanksgiving a few days early my name is scott inman and this is the get ready for the future show all across the state of arkansas we are glad to have you with us once again on this saturday morning to my right john shrewsbury Good morning, good morning to you. To, how are you? I'm doing well. Good. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to let this one breathe, and we're going to talk about how it's going to kind of breathe today, as opposed to maybe when we have a lot to fit in, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. we
2: show. got a lot to talk
1: about today. Yeah. And to John's right, Janet Walker, good morning. Good morning. Happy Thanksgiving to both happy of you. Happy Thanksgiving to you. And happy Thanksgiving to my right-hand man in Little Rock, oh, Tim morning, Key. Good morning, Scott. Tim Key is on the show with us today. We both work out of the West Little Rock office for Gen Wealth. Yeah, so normally in our Get ready for the future show. And I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I tend to feel like we have a lot to get in and there's we've got bullet points, we've got our content plan right here in front of us, and I gotta keep that show moving, right? Right. And right. we want it to move today too. Yep. But the reality is we're gonna we're gonna step back and in the spirit of Thanksgiving, in the spirit of a time to rest and relax and even reflect on the past year, we're gonna do that here. We're gonna talk a little bit about what we're grateful for. And we're also going to talk about how gratefulness can impact your future in a financial way or even really in a
2: well-being way. So we're ready to start. We're going to start on a few things that we're grateful for. Well, I think that it's important to to really kind of put this into context because you know there's there's Thanksgiving and yes. then there's the holiday yeah. and the holiday is football and turkey and dressing and family <laughs> and you know being out uh, you know shopping out on the day after Thanksgiving uh, whether you call it Black Friday or Red Friday as it's being called in Little Rock because the Hawks mm-hmm. are coming to town. Uh, either way, that's the holiday. But you can get so caught up in the holiday, and like in our profession and a lot of other professions, you're so caught up in finishing Q4 very strongly uh, for your business that you can really forget what's really important and and why we do what we do and and I think that that's really a, a to contextualize our show I think that we want to focus on what's really important today
3: yeah I mean it, it makes me think about uh, you know there their are family members who uh, we've already had our last Thanksgiving with them we won't have Thanksgiving with them this year and it makes you kind of slow down and and think about you know, how many Thanksgivings did we get up and go? Oh, we gotta go do this. You know, yeah, we gotta get right. go together. You know, but there will come a time when you miss that, mm-hmm. and so just slow down and and enjoy it. And when you feel those just weighty feelings of extended family, and you know, mm-hmm. there's gonna be a time when you're not together anymore. Just yeah. just enjoy the enjoyable moments.
1: We have. Uh we've shared personal stories on the Get Ready for the Future show. I know you guys have since you started. Uh, I have not shared a personal story from my life and my family over the last 18 months, and I I thought this was the best show to bring it up. I'm thankful to have my wife, Nicole, with us. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Many of the the listeners may know this. If they are clients, they may know this, but my wife has been fighting brain cancer for the last uh, 18 months and has finished treatment now, and we are uh, getting good reports from the doctor when we go in and get MRIs. So, you know, I thought this was a great show to really think about what I'm truly grateful for. And and, I, and when you talk about that, yeah. having um, people who are not with us anymore, I'm glad that she's with us for this Thanksgiving and the holiday season. So...
2: Not not to pull the show down right off the top, but that's that's the main thing. That's Uh, you talk about what's important. Absolutely, that's Uh, the main thing for me. It absolutely is, and and you've got to think about you know what can you do to really. Uh, capitalize on the time that you have, you know, and and whether it's, you know, a a number of years or a number of weeks or a number of months, you've got to really think about what the important things are in life. And I know that that's something that we talk to our clients about a lot of times when, you know, they're, they're trying to make that decision whether to retire or not. And we've been through uh, things with clients where we were encouraging client, a client in particular that I'm thinking of to retire because he had plenty of opportunity to retire. He had all of his finances in order and everything, and he was just going to work one more year. And Tim, I I vividly remember that that he was in on a Friday saying, I'm going to work one more year. And on Sunday, he was gone. Hmm. Yeah, we just don't
4: know when that end is going to be for us. And if you're ready to go, and I mean, he may have wanted to work a year. Now, if you don't want to work, it's time to go ahead and step out because it's time to really be able to do something that you're passionate about. Retirement is a great time to do that. We have a lot of clients that want to do volunteer work, and they also want to step out and do something, maybe a hobby that they haven't been able to have time to do in the past. And so it's really something that um – um can be great. I mean, and we need to be grateful for that when we get to retirement.
2: I think a lot of times when when we think about this, we think about the things that, as Scott, re, you know, referred to, kind of bring us down a little bit about that. But but I also think that that we've got to really stop sometimes and realize that all the problems that we deal with on mm-hmm. a day to day basis mm-hmm. are what I like to call first world problems. Yeah. And, and what I mean by that is that if you have third world problems, you're usually getting up in the morning trying to figure out where you're going to get something to eat. And you got to either go kill it or it's going to kill you or you got to scratch in the dirt to find it or whatever the case may be. That's a third world problem. And we don't have most of us don't have third world problems in this country. There are uh, there are a lot of, uh, you know, unfortunate souls out there that that are homeless and things of that nature. I don't want to belittle that at all. They they have serious problems. But as a vast majority of our society, we have first world problems, and they are problems oftentimes of our own yeah. creation and, yeah. and our own uh you know device so to speak and so you know I think we have to sometimes just stop and think about really where we are uh, I think uh, you know oftentimes the things that annoy me tim are are things that you know my, my parents and grandparents couldn 't even think of uh, yeah. you know when they were when they were coming along
3: i I have um, gained a a much more long term perspective I think this year there was a sermon that my my pastor did it's actually been quite a while back but it's one that I think I will remember to my final day he had this incredibly long rope up on the stage with him and there were maybe a couple of inches of it that were taped off with red tape and the rest of it was just rope and he said just pretend this rope is eternity you know I, I can't have a rope that is eternally long but let's let this be representative of it and this this couple of inches here of tape is life and you're stressing about something that takes up this small there's just a little pinpoint on this rope and whatever it is you're stressing about it it'll, it'll be done hmm. and life is really about the rest of the rope and when you have that mindset that it's about the rest of the rope i think you're a whole lot more grateful Reminds
2: you know, me of the saying, Scott, 100 years from now, nobody's going to care anyway. That's, that's right. right. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> so that's right. so I think that, you know, to put the show in perspective today, yeah. we want to talk about, you know, what is relevant to to you and your world, and, and uh, especially in regard to, you know, things about money and finance and, and retirement and what have you. And, and I think oftentimes your attitude about life, your attitude about money really does kind of predict where you're going to go uh, with money. If you are trying to, you know, build wealth, and and what have you uh, you know we, there are uh, attitudinal things that i think affect that in a in a big way
1: and there're also all considerations i would say when we build a client a retirement income plan you know we talk about on this show all the time your retirement should be more i think even in this setting. When you talk about reflection, perspective, uh, priority, uh, and that's what we're going to kind of be delving into, really, and and how you get there with a grateful attitude, it it falls in line with what we say every day. Your retirement should be more than just investments. These are things that you should consider uh, when you think about what your retirement should look like. And we know that a lot of people uh, do retire at the end of the year. So maybe that's you, too. You're sitting there getting that rest and relaxation and reflection, but you know, January 1, you're you're not going to be working anymore. This show could also serve as maybe a catalyst for you to build that plan. So a lot to talk about. As we get going on the Get Ready for the Future show, we're gonna take a pause for this commercial break and be right back. If I had a million
0: dollars, There's more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money right after the
3: break. Stick around. I'd be rich. At GenWealth, one of our standards is that we're life changers. We believe one of the best ways to change your life is to educate yourself. George Washington Carver said that education is the key that unlocks the golden door of freedom. Let that soak in for just a moment. Think about the changes that you can make by learning more, specifically learning more about your money. We are passionate about education. We believe that it has the potential to change not only one life, but generations to come.
0: Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing.
1: I'm Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury with me on the fastest four minutes in investing for both the radio program, the Get Ready for the Future show, and on social media, thanks for watching, on Facebook. The subject of today's fastest four minutes in investing, John, we're talking about uh, LPLs out with their latest recession watch, and they give us a lot of data and a lot of input. We're going to try to keep this as succinct as possible, but basically we're looking at certain economic data that could and historically has predicted the next recession. And When you talk about markets at all-time highs, which is where we are as we record this segment, that's obviously on people's minds how much higher can it go so one of the things that is a recent economic indicator it's called the leading economic index LEI and it is it is a composite of about 10 individual uh, calculators, including weekly jobless claims, manufacturers, new orders, building permits, stock prices are also including in that. But basically, rather than where
2: we are now, it's a look at where are we going. Right. And and the leading economic indicators is something that all economists take a look at. And it has been a pretty good forecaster of recessions as, as time goes on. It is one of the things that we look at, along with LPL Research, in terms of their recession watch. There are about five things on the recession watch and the leading indicators are not flashing red or anything of that nature they are flashing yellow there's a little bit of caution here that they're on watch we're we're you know interested in what's going on here we're not saying that everything is fine but we are looking at that as a as an example of something that could help us tip over into a recession. Now, we think that the stock market is going to do pretty well in 2020. We think the economy is going to do pretty well in 2020. But it is always good to be vigilant. It's like the, the outlook on the on the ship from the old days before they yeah, had radar. You know, right. they're just looking out over the horizon. That's really kind of the visual that I would give everybody about what these indicators are. And so there's really three of these that are on watch, Scott. Uh, the yield curve is one that we've talked about before, and also the purchase. Purchasing Managers Index. That is what we've talked about in the past where uh, companies are making capital investments back into their business. That is on watch as well. The consumer is doing really well. And and when you think about the market valuations, the market is not overly valued. Even though we've had a good run on the market this year, the market is not overly valued. So those are the things that we're beginning to watch. There's more on the horizon now that is interesting to watch, but still no real indication of a recession.
1: So putting some meat on that bone on back to the LEI, it actually was up uh, in the most recent reading in September, and that's the 118th straight increase. But the level of which is up, it was almost flat, basically. I mean, it was 0.4% year over year. So why the LEI is important is its predictive power of a recession. When the index has turned negative year over year, It's been an average of 14 months later that a recession has happened. So again, we're not negative yet, but we're starting to flatten out and could be negative. And then, historically speaking, the average time to a recession is about 14
2: months. That's right. And and please understand that there is no exact right. science to yeah. this. This is not a, a foolproof predictor about a recession. Something could happen out of the blue, kind of like 9-11, you know, That's prompted right. a recession. Uh, and that was an out of the blue, non-economic event, because obviously it was a political event uh, from a, a, a geopolitical event. But it, things like that do happen. So we're not saying everything is clear. As a matter of fact, we're on watch, but it's always good to be on watch in a situation situation where trillions of dollars are at risk in the American economy. Yeah,
1: trade could ultimately have yes. an effect on this, and so could the 2020 election. So there are some predictive geopolitical events that could also disrupt uh, what we're talking Absolutely. about here. That's it for the fastest four minutes in investing. Again, thanks for watching on social media and listening. The Get Ready for the Future show continues right after this.
0: Are you following us on social media? Search for Gen Wealth on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at FA so you don't miss out on behind-the-scenes photos, money tips, and informational videos. The Get Ready for the Future show will be back after this. Meet the Gen Wealth team in person at our Gen Wealth Academy workshops happening in your area. For more information, visit GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash events. Now, back to the show.
1: In the spirit of today's show, we are resting and relaxing when it comes to Gen Wealth Academy yes. workshops for yes. the rest of the year. But we do have a good slate coming up next year, so we will encourage you once again to check out our website frequently. It's GetReadyForTheFuture.com. You'll always find a list of events in your area there. And if you'd like to sit down with a Gen Wealth advisor sometime over the holidays, we're not taking a break for the entire month and a half that's left to 2019. Our offices will be closed on Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But other than that, it's business as usual. So if you'd like to schedule a complimentary first appointment with an advisor near you, You can call 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. You can also reach out by going to the website and clicking the Schedule an Appointment Now button, and we will get in touch with you and sit you down with, uh, with an advisor in one of our offices, West Little Rock, Bryant, Hot Springs, El Dorado, and Bossier City, Louisiana. So we're talking today about uh, gratefulness in the spirit of Thanksgiving just around the corner, having some time to reflect and uh, think about your perspective on life and maybe even how that can improve your financial future. You know, Johnny, you we were talking about first world problems in the yep. last segment, and I, it, it, really, it never escapes me. I mean, I don't think I think about it every day, but... Since I've been in uh, on the team here at Gen Wealth and helping people retire and, and manage their wealth, it, it never escapes me when I think about perspective on this. When you think about the fact that retirement, building substantial wealth, having uh, financial independence—that's really a concept that has only been around less than 100 years. When you think about it, when you, when you think about how long Social Security's been around, when you think about how long we've really had disposable well disposable income uh, as a society i mean for the for the majority of human history it was get
2: up kill what you eat or eat what you kill yep. and try to do it all over again the next day. Yeah. And it never ended and you worked no, until you died. That's right. And, and you know, retirement is a, a fairly new concept if you think about it in, in the continuum of time that man's been around. But also, I think that that, you know, maybe we, and I want to be sure that we clarify this, you know, our book is called Your Retirement Should Be More, but it's not more stuff. Right. It's more rich, yeah. it, meaning more full of life, yeah. not more stuff. And, and in reality, when you think about more what, well, you know, your retirement needs to be more dependable because you don't want to leave a job and then feel insecure. You don't want to feel like, okay, am I going to have to go scratch in the dirt for something to eat or or whatever? And so I think the proper context of more is, is very important in that. But I also think that as you go down the road and think about retirement, retirement is a time where you can really begin to live. You can really begin to enjoy life and not be tied to a job and that type of thing. But uh, to be clear, uh, retirement is a time of thank and, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. it really does parallel with the Thanksgiving holiday. And that's why we're talking about it on the show today. And I know a lot of our clients really do plug into that, Tim. They, they, they see that they have spent their lives, you know, working for, for money and what have you. And they've been fortunate enough to, to accumulate some wealth that they can basically create their own paycheck uh, for themselves while they now get to live life uh, long after the work is done. Yes, many of them are doing exactly
4: what they want to do, and they haven't had an opportunity to do that. And I know we stay busy frequently, all the time, yeah. and we just don't take that time to slow down and be thankful. I think when you get to retirement, you have some more time, you really start reflecting on those things that are really important. And a lot of that's family. I know my in-laws, I mean, they they love their family, especially my mother-in-law, Donna. I mean, she is wanting to go be with those grandkids all the time. So they're making trips to Oklahoma City and Springfield, Missouri. And fortunately, we moved them up here this um, past summer. So this is the first time, and I'm grateful for, is that we don't have to travel on Thanksgiving this year. Yeah, Yeah. such a blessing. It is. We get to actually stay home this Thanksgiving. It's a cycle of gratefulness going on (laughs) in the
2: key household. Well, think about this. Retirement enables you to get back to life. Right. Because when you were growing up, you know, we all think about our growing up years very idealistically, you know, we, you know, the longer you get, the further away you get from your childhood, the more idealistic it is in, mm-hmm. your, in your mind. Mm-hmm. And you get into the work world and it is dog eat dog. It is, you know, competition and it is make the money and, you know, be on time and all the things, all the pressures of life come into play there because life is expensive and you've got right. to make money to, to basically live in life. But Janet, when you get to retirement, you have basically lived well during your working years and you've lived well enough that you can now get back to that idealistic life
3: yeah absolutely and and i think the the people who give the most are probably the ones who are the most grateful it's this realization of what they have been given over the years what they've been blessed with and john we talked about this week at one of the workshops that when you get to that point where you can build wealth and give the phrase is I, I have been blessed, so I can be a blessing. And it, it is so important to take on that, that mindset of gratitude. If you have an attitude of gratitude, then it just makes it easier to share that with other people.
1: Do you think that it's fair to say that a that a, a grateful attitude about what you have can really inspire that on the, on the giving side, but also create an opportunity for you to save more and have a better retirement? Because I, I think about... We've talked about this on many occasions on the Get Ready for the Future show, but you can really fall down a pretty – Slippery slope. Spending a lot of time yeah. on Facebook or on social media, and looking at how everybody seemingly—and I—and I point out seemingly yeah. lives because they're putting their best foot forward mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, there are people who obviously post a lot of health issues and need prayer and all those things. But for the most part, your Facebook feed is littered with vaca- people on vacation, people on uh, with ex- with expensive, really nice. Uh, apparel, taking the perfect picture, you know, right, and they and, right. they and they would even recognize our life's not like that all the time. But when you look at that day in and day out, it can really affect how you're how grateful you are for what you have.
3: Well, one of the things that that we focus on as far as retirement is is being content. And and that's the word. Yeah, that's it. That if you have this attitude of gratitude for what you have and you're not envious of what you don't have, then you're you're far more content. And and if you're content, I mean, think about the difference that makes in life, because Mm -hmm. uh, most of the weight of of what people bear through those years of getting ready for retirement is being worried about all the stuff they don't have. You know, it, whether it's debt freedom, whether it is a new car, whether it's a nice vacation, it's the whole keeping up with the Joneses. Don't worry about it. You are where you are. Be the best you you can be and be content with that. If you're the best you, that's all you need.
2: This will sound like a, a negative to accumulating wealth and accumulating money, but here's what you gotta realize. Money will make you more of who you already are. Yeah. And money's not going to change who you already are. That only comes inside you. Yeah. And and, and money is just gonna amplify or magnify that. And so you can get pretty down in the pit if all you think about is accumulating wealth for the accumulation of wealth's sake. Hmm. But you've got to think about it in a different context. You've got to think about it, about what it enables you to do, who it enables you to become. You know, I know people that are financially independent and they they do things like support orphanages in foreign countries. They mm-hmm. go on mission trips. They they do, you know, and that's a passion of theirs. But they're plugged into people. Uh, I don't know that people chasing that, that uh Picture perfect moment of Facebook are ever really going to find happiness? Right. I think that they're really going to find happiness in what they invest in others yeah. and how that returns back to them in a way that that a vacation or a new car or you know whatever dream thing. And I'm not saying those things are bad; no. those are those are good things and, and and you can enjoy those things. But you have to have the right perspective mm-hmm. in this whole game of accumulating wealth, or you're just doing it for folly.
3: It's that transition when you go and when you transition in life from seeking success to seeking significance yeah. and and there is a time when you have to for lack of a better way to say it chase success you know and really that's just being a responsible adult you, you, you got to grow up and, and take care of life you got to make the mortgage payment you got to take care of your kids you got to do all those things so there there is nothing wrong with seeking success. But seeking success for what purpose? And if the end game is to also seek significance, that's the right path.
4: Yes, there's always a bigger, shinier new toy out yeah. there if we're going to chase yeah. after things. Right. And so, you know, we can always go buy a garage sale. I mean, we know we buy a lot of junk and mm-hmm. because and there's a lot of times when you actually s- still see the price tag on it. Yeah. It means they bought something that was never used. And so mm-hmm. we're always chasing something, whatever it might be. And as soon as we can get to a point we, we are, where we are content... And we're not chasing after those types of things. We'll be much better off.
2: Well, I think it's interesting, Tim, as you as you bring that up. You know, I think about uh, the Gen X uh, folks out there, the people that are raising kids. They're working. They have parents that maybe you know retiring or already retired. Life is swirling around them, and they are at a time when everything uh, uh this whole keeping up with the joneses thing is magnified it used to be the guy next door that you had to keep up with now it's uh, you 7200 friends on facebook yeah, that you got to keep up with well
1: you can't have 7200
2: friends <laughs> well okay <but laughs> they cap it they, Scott, they, they scott do tried i said no <laughs> scott tried yes we know but uh but you know what i'm saying it, it yeah. is you yeah. have these multitude of people that are just in your face all the time about yeah. i got this i got that and you can feel like a loser if you're not careful And I think having the proper perspective on that and going, okay, I'm not going to sacrifice my financial future just to feel good right now. I am, as Dave Ramsey likes to say, I'm going to live like no one else today. So tomorrow I can live like no one else. And that's not really an arrogance thing that I can live like no one else. It's just you can have a much more rich life than chasing after those things that, that you buy that you never use.
1: You have to be counterculture to some yeah. to yeah. some level. And and I will point out, too, for, for the people who may be listening to go, well, I put nice things on Facebook about vacations. <laughs> and, hey, I do, too. I, I don't think anybody's intent is to put that on there to make somebody else feel bad. You're. I mean, it's a diary is the way I look at it. That's, that's my diary of my life. I go back and look at the memories and the highlights from years yeah. past, yeah. that's why. So obviously you want the good things to be in that <laughs> yeah. feed. So no harm there for doing that if you're, if you're putting those on Facebook, but I do think the perspective on the other side has to be there. I want to kind of delve a little bit deeper into when John brings up Gen X because we've got three of those really on around the table today. I mean, we, we have teenagers at home, and I kind of want to take that to the next step. We've got to take a break. But when you talk about the keeping up with the Joneses, you know, our teenagers are on Instagram, and they're looking at other kids' lives too. I think a role for parents uh, to really instill that sense of gratitude is very important as well. So we're going to take a break on the Get Ready for the Future show and be back with more on that as we talk about – the things we're grateful for, and how that can impact your financial future.
0: Don't miss a minute of the Get Ready for the Future show. Look for our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, or visit GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash radio. We'll be right back. A smarter, simpler, more personal approach to retirement continues with the Get Ready for the Future show.
1: We have referenced that we talk about on this show a lot, Your Retirement Should Be More, and I hope that we are highlighting the reasons why in today's show as we talk about gratefulness and how that can impact, having a grateful attitude can impact your financial future. do want to mention, too, with the mention of Your Retirement Should Be More, that that is the title of a book that was written by John and Janet about a year or so ago. You can find out more about that book at retirementshouldbemore.com. But I wanted to ask you, Or maybe I can just do it if I get my glasses on. Each of the (laughs) chapters starts with the word more. Right. And you referenced that a little bit earlier on in the broadcast today. But here are the contents. The chapters are entitled More Personal, More Dependable, More Strategic, More Certain, More Prepared, More Purposeful, More Confident, More Wise. All in your retirement should be more. So it's it's a lot more than just investments and managing wealth, and and that's what we do for our clients here at Gen Wealth. So as we talk about the grateful attitude, I wanted to circle back to. We talked about uh, seeing things on Facebook and how you can really get. Um, ungrateful about your own circumstances when you see the perception of others uh, and the life that they put forward on their social media pages. But we also, as parents, I think have a great opportunity and and even a responsibility um, to help our kids through that as well. Because I don't know about you, but my teenage daughters and my son, who's now in college, spend quite a bit of time on their phones and and they're looking at the same things type. It's, it's different. What, what, what excites them and what qualifies as a perfect life is different probably, but certainly when you do have the opportunity to give your kids things as well, you have to really think about the balance there because I don't want my children growing up thinking that all this is an entitlement or all of this just kind of happens And they don't have to work for it. So instilling that work ethic and that discipline, that's what we're going to get around to, how important that is in building your financial future and reaching financial independence. But I think about uh, one of the things that I do when our kids, we could take them on vacation. I have them save their own money for any souvenirs or any items they want to to buy in addition to the trip, right? I mean, I'm going to pay for the lodging. I'm going to pay for the experiences. I'm going to pay for the travel to get us there. But anything you want to enhance your own experience, you need to work for and earn and decide how much of you want to spend of your own money. So teaching them, I mean, there's a lot we can go down, a lot of roads we can go down there as far as managing your own money or work ethic and things like that. But I think it comes back to Tim giving them the grateful
4: attitude. I think that's one of the big things, too. We have you know kids, the, the two kids, and they both do their chores around the house, or they're supposed to do their chores, <laughs> and we don't give they them- don't, an, They don't
1: get paid, That's right. right. We don't yes. give
4: them an allowance. We yeah. actually pay them a commission, and yeah. so they can earn a certain amount per week if they do their chores, but if they decide not to do them, and my 16-year-old, she doesn't normally take the time to do the chores. She knows she's not going to get paid, mm. but she will go out and do babysitting, and she's old enough to do some of those other things yeah. now that she's driving, so- We'd love her to be able to do some of the things around the house, um, clean the bathroom, make her bed, those types of things. It just doesn't always get done. But my 12 year old boy, he is one of those that he lines all of them up in a two hour period of time, knocks all the chores out and he's going to get his allow or a commission every right. single week. Right. And then we're teaching them to tithe off of that. We're also mm-hmm. teaching them to save and we're also letting them spend the rest of it on whatever they would want to spend it on. And it's funny how you, you take a kid and especially when they were younger to Walmart or someplace, take them to the toy aisle and they're spending their own money. Yeah. How they spend their own money much differently than if you were going to buy something for them. That's That's
3: absolutely right. I I remember when our our kids were very little, we had actually three separate banks for you know, little piggy banks for them. And one was shaped like a church and one was shaped like Mm -hmm. a a piggy bank so it was more representative of traditional savings. And then the other one was like our sons was Winnie the Pooh and our daughter's was a Princess the So it was representative of their things that they liked. And so it was very visual at a very young age that this is God's money. This is savings. This is my money. And and that, that made a difference. Now, I will say of, of the two of them, we have one natural saver and one natural spender. Um, although the spender is transitioning a little bit now to a little bit more of a saver when it's his money, he's like, eh, maybe not. Kind of like what you were talking mm-hmm. about, Tim. But, you know, it's it's just been it's very, been very interesting over the years. And, Scott, you were talking about the social media and everything. Mm. Praise God, neither one of my kids are interested in social media. So we don't have that going on. But there's still this level of compassion comparison that happens just naturally anyway, but <clears throat> we don't have that level of time spend in comparison world, you know, like so many people are doing. But one of the other things we did with our kids that I think will, will make a difference, we're still not quite to this point yet, but um, we have told them from day one, if you want a car when you're 16 or so, save money and mom and dad are going to match you dollar for dollar. And so if you save $2,000, we're going to grant you $2,000 as the match, and you'll get a $4,000 car. Now, if you save, you know, $6,000, then we'll match you with 6,000 and you can get a $12,000 car. And there's a big difference between a $4,000 car and a $12,000 car, <laughs> yeah, you know. That's but right. but they're they're capable of doing that and they've known it for years, so it's not like we just went, "Hey, by the way, I know you want a car next month." You know, we've been telling them this for years and so it also kind of teaches them to do some long-range thinking about money. You know, because, frankly, adults aren't really good at that. And so that that's just one of the things that we've done with them.
2: Let me say, as the uh, guy in the room that has gotten his kids out, out, of, the, the house. out of the house successfully and, and gainfully employed, <laughs> although they're still on our payroll here. but uh, at, at work. <laughs> at work. Yeah. They have to work yeah. for it, They, they work it too much. They busted for it, I can, I can yeah. assure you. But uh, let me just say that, that, you know, if you're having a struggle – with teaching savings and, and gratefulness concepts to your kids, kids mimic what they see. That's, that's right. right. And if you think that you're going to apply more and more and more pressure to get your kid to do something that you're not doing yourself, you got to check up and, and go, okay, maybe they're not seeing me do this, so yeah. maybe I should start doing this. So, and so where do you start? What do you do? I think the you know number one thing is if uh, your kid – sees you using a credit card they're going to think credit cards are okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh i remember janet you talking about you going uh after you know debit cards came into vogue and and everything and you and bethany going somewhere and she flipped out because you pulled a debit card out and she wasn't old enough to know the difference
3: she thought it was a credit card and her chin hit the floor at the (laughs) shoe store and this poor lady at the counter you know is probably thinking so what what's the deal but my like Probably four-year-old is going mommy. We don't use credit cards. What are you doing? You know, it betrayed her trust. Yeah. And so we had a conversation right there in front of the lady at the register. Praise God, there wasn't a line. You know, because they would have had to have waited. We were going to have that conversation immediately, and we talked about the difference between a credit card and a debit card. And now she gets that. But you know, it, it was it was impactful for her to see that. And let
2: me say this about debt: if you think that you're hiding your debt from your kids, you're not. You're They're not. They're listening. Even when you think they're in their room doing their homework, they're listening to any conversation that goes on in the house. They know. And so, you know, you got to be up front and go, look, we're going to deal with this. We're going to get out of debt and and make it a family thing, make it a family discussion. You know, I I never understand why people are so you know, uptight and private about money things, and I just don't want to talk about money. So I had a lady last night at, at, at the workshop that we did say, you know, people will come in and they'll talk about sex way faster than they'll talk about money. And I'm like, I don't, know, don't get people, it. <laughs> some people, that's true. Where is she hanging out? <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. You know, what's the deal? You know, everybody's got money and everybody's got money problems of one kind or another. Let's just kind of, you know, lay it out there and, and let's cure it because the outcome is what yeah. we're looking for. Yeah the success is what we're looking for. We're not going to judge anybody. That's the way we are here at Jedwell. Mm -hmm. You can walk in here with a smoking hot mess as far as your finances are concerned. We're not going to judge you. You can come in here and be a multimillionaire. We're not going to judge you for that, nor are we going to roll out the red carpet and go, hallelujah, look at the multimillionaire coming in. You're just like the guy that came in with the debt. You got money and you got to deal with it in a positive way. You got challenges that need,
3: need to be served.
2: That's right. And so you've got to lose all this inhibition about talking about money and address your your debt issues and your savings issues and do that very forthrightly in front of your mm-hmm. kids. I
4: think if our kids know and that's one thing we do at home, we're very transparent with our finances yeah. and things yeah. like that. You have to get their buy-in too. And so yeah. they understand that they can't be asking for this or that all the time. And I think when you you don't get taught that in, in school. I mean yeah. so right. they're not seeing that very often. And so we have to be the educators for that so that our kids can eventually grow up, go to college or whatever they're gonna do that's right. and leave the nest. In the spirit of the
1: theme of this show, too, I think it's worthwhile for at least me to point out that I'm grateful that I'm sitting in this chair talking about it in this way now because, quite frankly, is – and I think all of us can share this – we've been there. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've been in these situations where we've made money mistakes – but not talking about it to, to both of your points doesn't help fix the mess you're in. So if you're in a mess right now, the first step is maybe not talk about it to your kids, but talk <laughs> about it and get it on paper, get it in front of a financial advisor, start working with it
2: and developing a discipline for gratefulness. Scott, I will tell you, not talking about it will make it worse. That's right. Yeah. It is not going away. It is not something that you can stick your head in the sand or just ignore it and think it's all going to solve itself. That is that is a lie from the pit of hell. I'll just tell you right straight up that you cannot ignore problems, especially money problems, and think that they're just going to solve themselves or go away. You have to deal with it. And so you might as well just go ahead and 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 bite off a big chunk of it and and start dealing with it. Because if you don't, then it's just going to get bigger and it's just going to get worse.
4: You have to take action. And
2: yeah. that's that action is
4: that first step. And that first step may be coming in to talk to an advisor here at GenWealth. Um, But, you know, one of the things that we're able to do and we're going to welcome everybody in, Mm -hmm. we'll meet you where you are and we're going to help you think ahead. Think of what those goals might need to be and help build that plan to get you where you want to go.
1: So three things as we get ready to take our final break, when we talk about developing discipline and and that results in gratefulness, three things that we're going to talk about. And we've we've alluded to debt, but how to manage that or how to get debt free and then budgeting. So important uh, when it comes to not going back into debt. We're going to talk about. How to develop an emergency fund, and get a budget in place. And then the third thing is contributing, contributing to your savings because the best thing you can do is set that on autopilot and live on the rest. It all goes hand in hand because, and Tim, we've said this with our clients many times it's all about cash flow. It is everything, all three of these things is about cash flow and then getting to a better financial future, reaching financial independence is a result of managing your cash flow. And then the investment portion of that as well eventually comes into play. So we'll share debt management strategies and getting debt free, a good budget, some ways to develop that, and also contributing to your options, whether it's a company-sponsored plan or plans outside of your employer. That's when the Get Ready for the Future show continues right after this.
0: Your retirement should be more. More what? More what? More than just investments, more about you. Find out more when the Get Ready for the Future show returns. We're back with more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money on the Get Ready for the Future show.
1: On this weekend before Thanksgiving and in the spirit of the holiday, today's Get Ready for the Future show all about gratefulness and how having a grateful attitude can really impact your financial future in a big way. And I will say, too, that one of the things I'm grateful for, as we reflect and 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 share our gratefulness as well, too, is being able to work with our clients and to help our clients uh, reach retirement and then live the retirement they want and help them not run out of money. I think I'm very grateful for that. And I'll tell you this, too, if you're thinking about, uh, walking into retirement in 2020, or even in the next five to 10 years, I would invite you to sit down with one of our advisors. We've got offices in West Little Rock, Bryant, Hot Springs, El Dorado, and Bossier City, Louisiana. So if you're hearing my voice on the Get Ready for the Future show today, there is a Gen Wealth advisor near you, and it only takes a little bit of your time to set an appointment. You can call 501-653-7355 or reach out online at GetReadyForTheFuture.com. There's a nice easy button right there. Everybody wants an easy button, right? You can schedule an appointment on the website and sit down with an advisor. And the other thing I'm grateful for is that we're able to do that first appointment for no charge to the client.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I believe that... A conversation shouldn't cost you anything And, and you can come in and sit down and just basically let's talk and see if there is a way that we can help you and see if there is a way that you feel comfortable us helping you wherever you are.
3: You know we were talking John with um some business people they're they're actually leaders for small business people uh, this past week, and talking about the barriers to entry, if you will, as far as beginning to work with a financial advisor and and one of them and i I wholeheartedly wholeheartedly believe this is one of the most important and that is just intimidation mm-hmm. not that it should be intimidating but you're intimidated by what you do not know and because so there's there's this very common feeling that uh, when you meet with a financial advisor that you're you're going to feel stupid and that you know you're walking into a coat and tie very formal environment that type of thing none of those could be farther from the truth here at gen wealth um we are very educationally based we realize I, i don't care if you have 15 doctorate degrees if if it's not in this you didn't get taught what you need to know about money to be prepared for retirement that's just the reality and it doesn't mean that you're stupid it means that you didn't get taught what you need to know about money and we're here to do that and that's okay and in most cases our our guys are not in coat and ties, you know and our our ladies are not certainly not in you know pantsuits and (laughs) whatever we just we're just casual people because because you know what arkansas is a casual place northern louisiana it's a casual place we're who you are. This yeah. is just – this is what we do for a living.
2: Yeah, we all grew up here. We all uh, – with the exception of Tim. Tim was from – I don't know. Close enough. We'll, take, the, him. The, the we'll hinterland, take him. The hinterlands I'm in the I'm in adjacent state. It's, it's a border, yeah, border yeah. state. Border state. It's I guess we're okay. Yeah, yes. yeah we'll yeah, take Missouri, him. Missouri, by the way. You go, no, no, yeah, right. Keep, keep rolling. Going. You were rolling. going to, to a good place, Yes, I really was. But anyway – so if you think about what, how you kind of implement this and how you, you try to, to, you know, get started. First of all, you lose the intimidation because we're just like you are. Yeah. Uh, come see us. You'll find that out very easily. Secondly, you've got to have a plan. And, you know, we, we're really big talking about our house analogy and building a retirement income plan. I'm going to talk about the foundational things that you've got to do if you're just trying to get grateful about your finances. And number one thing is you've got to be sure that that you have a solid foundation. It's very hard. Uh, it's emotionally struggling if you do not have a solid foundation with yeah. your finances. And so a solid foundation is having an emergency fund, some money that you can fall back on so you don't have to go use the credit card. Uh, A foundation is a plan to eliminate that credit card debt in a systematic way. We use a process called a debt snowball, Mm -hmm. and we help you to learn how to put a little bit of extra money on to the bill that you're gonna pay off the quickest, meaning the one with the lowest balance on it, as as opposed to what you might logically think about paying off the one with the highest interest rate. The reason we want you to pay off the smallest balance is because you will have a little psychological victory. Mm -hmm. And the psychological victory is worth way more than the dollars that you would save by paying off the highest interest rate first. And so you've gotta get that out of the way. When you get that foundation kind of taken care of and on the way to being taken care of, the other thing that you got to think about is how can you be sure that you don't leave people stranded if something happens to you and your income? Right. And you look at that through life insurance. That is something that is a necessity for a lot of people that they have for whatever reason, because the funk that's on life insurance, Mm -hmm. because they got sold something one time that wasn't really all that in their best interest. People have just created this phobia of life insurance, and it's going to hurt you financially and it may not cause you any insecurity, but it may cause your family yeah. insecurity. And you got to think about that. And so you're getting this foundation to get rid of all that insecurity. And so once you do that, you kind of get those things shored up. Then you can begin to think about saving and investing and building wealth. But it is futile to begin saving and investing and building wealth if you don't have that foundation in place. That foundation, and once that's in
4: place, and we alluded to it earlier, Scott did, that You know, it's all about the cash flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're able to get those debts paid off and you're able to not have to send those payments now to whoever loaned you that money you're able to do some wise things with that as far as investing and once that investing starts it just kind of snowballs itself we get started young and we start putting money aside and you know it might be ten thousand dollars as a balance and it doesn't seem like much and the market moves and it doesn't move much but once it's a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand you, know, you really see that balance begin to move. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Knowing how much you need to contribute to reach your retirement goals is so important. And then I think the next step is to put it on automatic pilot as far as the amount. How much is going in needs to go out on an automatic basis. I'm a big fan of that because then – If you make a mistake in your budgeting and you have to tap your emergency fund because you spent too much in one month, or and you and I are in this boat too, I feel like money's going out the door out of my pocket every day I send my kids to school. Something's going on, right? There's a check
4: going to school with them every day. That's
1: right. Yearbook
4: (laughs) pictures, uh, book fairs,
1: uh, uh, fundraisers for the band, whatever the case may be, all good things, but it's harder to manage your money uh, when you have so many mouths to feed, right? So if that contribution and you know that that contribution is set at the amount it needs to be to reach your retirement goals is going out automatically it makes it so much easier.
4: That's where that 401k contribution or whatever retirement account you have at work, and especially you want to make sure that you're contributing enough to get that company match.
2: While we're talking about retirement, let's let's give away uh, a, a few of our, your retirement should be more books since it's Thanksgiving and, and we're in a very thankful mood. Let's spread the cheer a little bit. And as we head into Christmas, let's do some gift giving here. Let's uh, give away five of the copies of Your Retirement Should Be More. So if you would reach out to us on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash GenWealth, and you can reach us there, or you just uh, search GenWealth Financial Advisor, send us a message, the first five people to send us a message and say, I want the book. That's all you have to do. Just say, I want the book. First five people are going to get a copy of Your Retirement Should Be More.
3: Let's talk about this a little bit. I know we discussed it a little bit earlier in the show, but I want you to think about a question. We We often think about retiring from work, but let's use a different preposition here. What are you retiring to? Are you retiring to some purpose? And if you haven't really thought about that, I really would encourage you to read the book. Your retirement should be more. It is not a book about investments. It's a book about the more important things in retirement, and part of that is purpose.
2: It's pursuing your passion. It, yeah. it really is. There, there's a lot here about retirement that has nothing to do with numbers it really has to do with life. And so uh, you can pick up a copy. If uh, if you can't get to your Facebook page or what have you, you can pick up a copy by going to RetirementShouldBeMore.com. Uh, pick up a copy there. Or if you're close by on your Facebook page, you can just be one of the first five uh, to send us a message on our Facebook page and just say, I want the book. And we will reach out to you and get you the book. I think
1: so much of this as we as we wind our show up and and we've been talking about a grateful attitude uh, and how that can impact your financial future developing a plan and that's really what if you read the book first I think that helps you get a bigger picture of what it is you want out of your retirement or just your financial future in general, even maybe before you retire. And then you can put that plan together because I think having the plan makes all the difference. I think there are so many people that we sit down with that they've thrown a little money here at this investment product. They've thrown a little money here at their retirement plan. They put a little money in savings. They've sort of developed a budget, but it's just such a whirlwind because I think life constantly is coming at us with things that get us distracted from our financial plan. But having it on paper, on purpose to refer to and to bring it back in on an annual basis to an advisor for updates can make all the difference, Tim, in the world.
4: Yeah, we're trying to do a lot of good things when we do that. I mean, we feel like, hey, we're making some progress toward paying off the mortgage. We're mm-hmm. making some progress building up that emergency fund. But it's really when you start focusing on one thing at a time and knocking that out one thing at a time, Yeah, that's when we go back to the debt snowball and focusing on paying off that one debt, um, that smallest debt first, get that momentum. That momentum will continue to carry you throughout the entire process. We mentioned
1: that that first appointment with a Gen Wealth advisor is complimentary, and it's just a conversation. If you decide at that time, at the end of that appointment, you want to walk through the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process, that's really what it's about. It's about creating a plan, putting it on paper on purpose. We don't talk about investments at our first appointment with our clients. We talk about the plan and how that plan needs to be designed for you. And we can build it for you. If you'd like to sit down with an advisor, just call 501-653-7355. Again, the number is 501-653-7355. You can also go to our website, getreadyforthefuture.com, and schedule an appointment online. And don't forget about the opportunity to get a copy of Your Retirement Should Be More. That book is available to the first five people who reach out to us on our Facebook page. Good show today, guys. Yeah. 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 I enjoyed the fun. grateful attitude, and I'm ready now to eat a lot and watch football. <laughs> there you we go. <laughs> and we'll oh be back God. here next Saturday. Hope you join us then.
0: you